Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. But a potential three on two back the other way. If they push it, pass from Middlestad back to Casey, shoots and scores! Game tied in Philadelphia. Byro down to the goal line as Greenway sends it to the net. Thompson looking for Byro in front, scores! With Atkinson all over him and face down on the ice. Byro puts the Sabres up 2-1. to one. That's a lacrosse goal right there. Tate Thompson on a three-on-two, carries it across the line. Thompson drops it off. There's the shot, scores! Owen Power, let it rip! Good slides down the ice. Thompson now with a chance, scores! Tate Thompson! Just a little TNT on the Flyers. Shot stopped by Lucan and again as connecting stepped into the one from the slot. Now a chance for an empty netter here. Byro's got the empty net. He's got one. He's going to get two. Brandon Byro, welcome back. Two goals on the night. Horn sounds for the Sabres. Open the month with a 5-2 road win in Philly. Two goals, two shots, two points. Brandon Byro is the difference maker, a difference maker for the Sabres in his return to the NHL last night and a victory over the Flyers, and it feels like victory for us today because we're here with our friends at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center getting set for next week's Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And I love the swag that we already have received this morning. The scarves are fantastic. The beanie's awesome. There's very little that would take me out of my black and red mode, which I arrived in today, but this was a must uh, change at the last second. I like the look. I definitely like the look. A lot of people here, we had a few alumni already uh, on hand this morning. Tim Kennedy, uh, Rhett Warner, uh, Danny Gare, which will join us in the show in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Rob Ray was here. so um, He was? Yeah, Rob Ray was there. You didn't see him? No. Well, there was two Rob Ray. There was a young lady with a Rob Ray jersey on. She's still over there. Roberta Ray. And uh, there was the real Rob Ray. The, the, the man, the myth, the legend was also here representing the alumni. He's our president of the alumni. He's got to be here. So, but, uh, so does yeah. that mean he's like overly hands-on and doesn't trust you guys to do anything? So he has to make I sure. I will say this. He trusts 
That's some of us to do some of the things, <laughs> but he is definitely very hands-on, and he likes to take control and takes charge, which uh, is the way that he does things. Okay, I understand that. We also have Kim Sweeney, most importantly, Vice yes. President of Patient Care here at Roswell Park, coming on to join us at the bottom of the hour as well. Um, are you hearing me okay, by I the way? I can hear you good, okay. not through the headset, because now it's really <laughs> thick with the oh, beanie that's, that that's I put on. But uh, I knew there was a reason. I can hear you just like because you're standing three feet away from me. This is an ongoing running joke we have, folks, because we've uh, grown into double earpieces, yeah. which in theory should allow you to hear more and everything clearly. But when you sit next to someone and you have other voices in your head, it sometimes mutes the conversation well, between you know, us. Also, so. what happens is when you get so much of something, your brain tends to want to shut it off. So when yeah. I hear both, like, I used to only have a earpiece in the right it's ear. It's called the third segment of every pregame show. Exactly. So by that point, I'm like, I'm out. And so we'll try not to do that today. You know what? Well, That's a great segue with a, a little bit of a recap from last night's game. Okay. I think about halfway in the first period yesterday, yeah. there was too much good that was happening, and the Sabres said, we out. We don't want to do that anymore. And then the bad stuff started happening. Well, the bad stuff or, and this is really funny because our um, man of many uh, hats, Tom Mecca on yeah. the broadcast, <laughs> shared with us oh, boy. the NHL's highlight pack for the last recap. night's Sabres-Flyers game. And the only thing that they showed for the second period was the opening faceoff and a useless commentary between Ed Olchek and Keith Jones oh, yeah. for five seconds, and then they went right to the third period. So so, if so, so there wasn't much happening is what we're trying to well, say. We do last a lot of the, the recap. We watch, we watch the highlights on NHL.com often, right? Yes. You want to recap course, the games. Yeah. And so what they always do is, especially the opening face off of the game, like it could be a nothing play. They were always it's showing. always it. a nothing play. It's always a nothing play. You're right. But they always show it. It has no bearing on the highlights. It's a waste of 22 seconds. And But what they did yesterday, because the second period, and I said it in the uh, second intermission yesterday, yes. I felt like, you know, the, the, the game, there, there's always a fluctuation in the hockey game. If you were to, to put a graph in front of your, you know, computer screen, it would go up, down, up, down. It would fluctuate, right? It would, the ebbs and flows. The second period of last night's game was a straight line. Nothing happened for both teams. And look, not just the Sabres. I don't think Philly really did anything in the second period, really, that that would make you think, wow, the Flyers are coming on strong. Right. And now in the third period, they had a more of a push. Uh, Uko Pekalukinen was really good. Mm -hmm. He was fortunate that Henry Yokiaryu wanted to uh, make up for the deflection early in the first period that went off his second to the Sabres net. He made a beautiful... Uh, fingertip save mm -hmm. um, that uh, would have gone in, and the Sabres got three goals on four shots, one in an empty net, but that's that's all that the game was. The game really was three goals on four shots. That's the difference of the game. Take us through Brandon Byro uh, and his interesting numbers uh, beyond just the goals, but really it's important to note and, and restate just how this young 25-year-old, I say young because it's still a small number uh, at the highest level, just two games played, um, all of the numbers 
that you think are interesting and relevant to Brandon Byro last night? So when I do a recap of the game the next morning, I usually will watch some of the highlights, will go through my notes, and then I will go on some of the websites that bring you the data and see, like, okay, what matches the eye, the eye test and what is not matching, right? So I didn't think the Sabres had the puck in the offensive zone all that much last night. So I went to offensive zone possession time at even strength and looked at it. The Sabres only had the puck with possession in the offensive zone for three and a half minutes of the game. That is about as low of a number you'll ever get, right? Uh, the Flyers were just at that under five minutes. So not a lot of offensive zone possession time at even strength either. So then I'm looking, okay, who are the players that had good zone time? Peyton Krebs led the, lead, the, 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 the Sabres with 18 seconds. Alex Tuck, 17 seconds. These are for the entire game. For the entire game. Peyton Krebs had the puck on his stick with possession in the offensive zone for 18 seconds. Darlene often on good nights has it for a minute. Yeah, 16 seconds for Darlene. Then again, yesterday. there were very few power plays last night. Although yeah, but this is even strength. This yeah. is strictly yeah. five on five. But still, the, the numbers are low, yeah. very low. And so I'm like, okay, who didn't have the puck in the offensive zone? And I go to the bottom of the list, and I see that Brendan Byro had the puck on his stick with possession for three seconds of five-on-five play. I guessed it correctly, too. And you guessed it correctly when I asked you. So let's recap Brendan Byro's game. Two goals, one in an empty net, where he had the puck for about a second and a quarter while he got the puck from Casey Milstead and skated in. So the rest of the game, he had the puck on his stick in the offensive zone for about a second, wow. but still got a goal. Like that is sometimes the way you're going to have the puck on your stick for maybe a minute and not generate anything. Brendan Byro, at three seconds of puck possession in the offensive zone, managed to have two goals in the game. Amazing. And he joined last night Logan Cooley, Connor Zary, uh, scoring their first goals in the NHL. And what a finale there was last night. I mean, the Ducks are incredible. They've won five in a row. Pavel Minchikov has, and and again, we, we talked, in the summertime, like the whole Drysdale, Drysdale's hurt again. Yes. Um, but they've got really good prospects, and Minchikov was just waiting for this opportunity, and boy, as he grabbed it, he is going to keep himself in the mix for the Calder this year. I would be shocked if he didn't. Uh, the point totals have been really high, but what a finish for Troy Terry as he scored the hat trick yeah. in overtime to win it. And, I mean, it He's was your just... your boy, Troy Terry. Well, he, I felt like he'd been a little slow, but, of course, it's hard to be keeping up with the Vetranos of the world when wow. he scores as often as he had. Anyway, and Mason McTavish. Mason McTavish, what a pass. What a play. But wow. I would just encourage people to, to try to watch that game winner. And it was the perfect encapsulation of how the game is thought of mm-hmm. and played by the youngest stars. Mason McTavish was so close to the net in overtime, and he chose to pass to Troy Terry, who... Yeah, he's going for the hat trick, but McTavish still felt this was the best chance for him to win, and Troy Terry zipped it right up under the bar, and I was just—I was amazed by the skill that was executed in that moment by those two young players. So often we watch highlights, we watch games, and we're like, "Oh, you know, that's being selfish because you're going to take the shot when you have the shot, right?" Mm-hmm. Casey Middlestad against Colorado, he comes in on a yeah. three-on-one, he takes the shot. It could be seen as selfish if he misses the net or it's a goalie in the chest. Sure. But those guys are confident they're going to make a play. And sometimes we say, oh, one too many pass, one too many pass. Well, you know what? The same thing is true that 
you have to be unselfish when you see the a reason for it. And if the play doesn't connect, they say, well, you know, you, you, you made the, the wrong play, one too many passes. I feel that we've seen that with the Sabres often mm-hmm. where because they try to create so much offense, sometimes it backfires a little bit. Yeah. Now, you know, Mason McTavish is a great player. You know, Anaheim is very surprising this year. Dallas had a win last night against Calgary. Calgary is in a uh, bit of a whirlwind right now. They haven't won since they beat the Sabres here. In I think Norfolk. a whirlwind sounds like a friendly place compared to where the Flames are at right now. Yeah, maybe a hurricane five. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever they rate hurricanes. Downward like a Calgary spiral. Five. Yeah. Downward spiral is pretty bad. Still haven't won since winning here in Buffalo. The, 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 the St. Louis Blues are struggling as well right Just now. Just don't look like they've got anything offensively. So, so you've got some teams that are you know, kind of trying to find their footing. They could really use Travis Sanheim, come to think of it. Why? The Blues. Oh, yes. Well, that, that trade didn't go through, so yeah. that's another thing. But the Sabres, what I felt like last night is a team that didn't have much of in the way of their game. Mm-hmm. And Don Granado switching lines because he felt that the team didn't have the energy and everything. But they still found a way to win. Yep. And to me, that's at the end of the day, now two in a row for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. It took to game number 10 for them to be able to go back-to-back wins in the season. But for the first time this year, even though they really didn't have their game, mm-hmm. they win a game. So that they, you know, they beat Colorado. It was a great win. They right. beat Tampa. They beat the Islanders. They did all those things. But... For the first time, they win a game where they didn't really play all that well, which is good. You move on and you take the two points. And for the first time on our post-game show last night, you mentioned the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. So now that oh. was slightly amusing, but also because you love segments, it's the completion of a 10-game segment, right? Okay. So let's wide brush, step back, remove entirely all the emotional ups and downs of the first 10 games. If you were to sit there and say, Going into the year. After 10 games, the Sabres will be at 3.2 goals per game. You'd go, eh, it's down a little bit, but it's tolerable. It's because the power play is not working. <laughs> 12th in goals against at 2.9. Oh, yeah. You'd be doing this. 11th in 5-on-5, five 4-on-4 five, against. Perfect. You've got to be better at 5-on-5. Five five. Yes. So they're in the upper third. Fifth on the penalty kill at 90%. Yep. Uh, but right? uh, but like, those, the, the goals against and the penalty kill, it goes hand in hand with the concerns this summer. Concern exactly. about the defensive structure, the defense itself, and goaltending. And now you're like, okay, it's going the right direction. But you already identified the area that is unexpected. 10% on the power play to rank 29th. And at a 5-5 five and five record, they're still just outside the top eight in the Eastern Conference. Well, so the goal differential we talked about, which is plus now. Out, but yep. now it's plus. It's plus yep. three. Mm-hmm. You look at the teams that made the playoffs last year. I think it's more than plus three 17 now. teams in the NHL. At a, uh, I see it. That's plus three here on NHL.com. No, that's overall, not five on five. Oh, five on five. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying overall because that's yeah. what I was looking at. Yeah. But last year, 16 teams made the playoffs. 17 teams. Calgary Flames were the only team missing the playoffs that had a positive goal differential. Yes. You need that. I mean, maybe at the end of the day, maybe you make the, the playoffs and you're minus five because you got a bad game, a 9-1 loss, and, you know, that's a difference. Right, right. But a plus goal differential at the end of the year is one of the, the telltale signs for the team that get in. So I think what we're trying to say is the numbers are pretty close right now, 
to where you would want to be building from moving forward. And Obviously, trending the right trending way. the right way. Last night's entire picture notwithstanding, correct? Correct, but again, you played a bad game. Well, a bad game. You played a game that is not at your standard. Yes. You win, you walk out of there, and then you get Philly again tomorrow night, and you're like, hey, now we get our game. We just played them. We know what they're going to do. We know that Philly likes to have on-man rushes. Um, they, they can't catch you in the offensive zone when you're overly aggressive, and then after that, you start to back off. They find their, their, their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Now you've seen them. Now flip the switch, yes. get a big game, get another win, put three in a row. Like, that's the perfect scenario, I think, for the Sabres right now. Yeah, and there'll be a lot of questions uh, to be asked going into tomorrow's game. For Philadelphia, of course, it'll come down to goaltending because Carter Hart is expected to miss some time. We'll get further word on that. And which direction do they go? And do the Sabres continue to use Lukanen? Uh, and then Levi on Saturday in Toronto, or do they flip that around? Lukanen is 3-0 and as a starter this season. An awful lot to get to, and yeah. especially now that you just said it, the offense is trending in the right direction. What a great time to have Danny Gare, oh, yeah. one of the greatest scorers in Sabres history, join us here on the show from Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. And, of course, the reason we're here today is to obviously set you up for Hockey Fights Cancer Night next week at the arena it happens a week from tomorrow and in partnership with roswell park comprehensive cancer center the puck drops at 7 p.m minnesota wild are in and all fans in attendance will receive a hockey fights cancer scarf which we're proudly wearing here today and you can get your tickets at sabers.com slash hfc now this as you know has always since it's been in existence uh in the nhl schedule on an annual basis it's been an incredibly special night uh and i expect that this year will be no different and danny gare it is wonderful to see you good to see you duffer how um how you said get your tickets and their tickets shows up <laughs> yeah if we only right got on, one just right right on we two. only got right one but that's yeah. all right tickets yeah, you, you've also, the original baby you, you, <laughs> You've been able to experience theme nights throughout the league in many cities. You've been based in Tampa a lot of times. And Tampa, as we know, has done incredible things for their in-arena experience. They, mm-hmm. Their community initiatives in Tampa yeah. are yeah. among the absolute best. What do you think of when you find yourself here at Roswell Park and you think of how we typically are able to present Hockey Fights Cancer Night? I, I, you know, it's, it's just great to see the people come up and the energy when they see Rob Ray, who was here, and Rhett Warner and Tim Kennedy and myself. And, you know, Roswell has been a, you know, a standard, I think, not only in this community, but throughout the United States as one of the premier cancer clinics. And, uh, you know, I just, I just feel it's, it's awesome to, to see the initiative by the NHL to, for Hockey Fights Cancer, I mean, we've all been touched and, and unfortunately by cancer through someone in this in this um, community or friendship to fans. And So I think it, it's a special evening. Um, I've enjoyed every moment that I've come down to Roswell and seen the kids, the, the patients, and so forth and so on. And, you know, it was funny because Rhett Warner, you know, who just left here and Rhett, with Carly's club, he was the one that yep. originated that in '99. He was telling me, and I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wasn't here then, but he said, "Yeah, I remember Michael Groshek and I meeting Carly, 
and from there is history, you know. And I believe it was on their birthday, yeah. and with Chuck, and yeah, he came dad. over and met Carly, right. and uh, yeah, and and that 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 bond, that relationship moved on and then when Rhett moved on it, it like JP Stayed Dumont them, and right, Brian Campbell right. and a lot of the guys helped with Camp Good Days and Danny Breer and Camp Breer. Good Days, Paul Gosta yeah. Camp Good Days. I mean it, you, you pick an angle and an offshoot of so much that emanates from here yeah. into the community, right? There's well, just branches, tentacles it, it, yeah. from it is. Roswell. Yeah. You're right. All of those things just continue uh and you know it's funny I was talking with Jennifer Hickok who's the uh liaison for the Sabres and, and Roswell and, and the work that she said to me, it goes back to 91, mm-hmm. that when our alumni, you mm-hmm. know, were coming here um, back in the day, and um, it continues. That's over 25 years ago, mm-hmm. and it still continues. And it's, it's, not, it's not just, you know, the, you know, coming and saying alone, but it's a family thing. It's our alumni. It's, 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 it's a Sabres the organization it's the community but it seems to all come like buffalo is it's like one big family type yeah. thing what's so. the biggest question or biggest comment that most uh, often comment you get like for me it's like man you're a lot taller than we thought you'd be <laughs> like that's the one thing duffer laughs all the time but what's the one thing i, they, I they, didn't they know you were that short oh no <laughs> you played a lot bigger you played a lot bigger <laughs> <laughs> but is there something that always comes back, either like the, you know, 75 finals, yeah, like things yeah, that come back? Yeah, in fact, I had two guys come up here and they said to me, boy, you know, you got in a lot of fights. And I said, <laughs> yeah. He says, I remember the one with Clark Gillies. And I'll go, oh, yeah, I remember that one too. But um, I just it's just people, I mean, all ages, all different, uh, you know, paths of life. But uh you know, back when we played, obviously it was uh, you know a little different than this game, and and it just continues as again a family from then till now, and you have present day players do what they do for the community, so it's it's awesome. You mentioned it. I don't even know if you recognized it in the first sentence you said here today. It's the energy that people show when they come yeah. up to see you, yeah. <laughs> and that's a really interesting statement because a lot of people have a tough time finding the energy to get right. through everything mm-hmm. and why they're here. Yes. But what lifts them up yeah. are the people that help them here and having the opportunity to maybe have a chance meeting with you, your fellow alumni. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's like we take so much for granted. We do. But for that moment to exist where you get a boost of energy. It gives us energy. It sure gives it me does. Proud, yeah. proudness. Uh, I mean, but I mean, how many people say, I'm, you know, I'm in my fourth year remission my third year remission you know I, you know i just did chemo you know the people coming in here but they're all they're uppity 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 yes. i mean this is what this place does and yeah. and, I, and just for us to be here to maybe give them a little comfort or a little you know pat in the back and say hey keep it going you know that mm-hmm. type of thing is 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 special so often we meet people that we've already met right and they're, they're, they've been here for many yeah. treatments or many yeah. years or whatnot we took a, uh, an alumni picture earlier this morning, and we all had our, our placards, right. right? And it's basically the placards you always see, Occupy Fights Cancer, right. Roswell Park, and I fight for. Right. And I didn't have anything written on mine because I just grabbed a placard to do the picture. Yeah. And so the guys are like, Marty, you got to write something. Right. And then there's a gentleman there. His name is Rod. He goes, put write, my name on put it. Put my name on it. Uh, write Rod. So I that? put Rod yeah. on it, and then he was standing right there, and I'm like, 
Little things. Yeah. Little things that you don't even realize mean a lot for people. Remember? And so I was so happy to do that and, and put Rod on my paper. So last year when we were touring through here with the players and the annual visit, yeah. um, I had a chance meeting. I was, you know, I try to kind of hang behind the group of players like they're the headliners. And I just, you know, like kind of walk around. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I ran into this lady and she was, you know, big Dylan Cousins fan and... You know, I got her name just to kind of remember. So when we got to Hockey Fights Cancer Night, and then the players, of course, were wearing the names of patients, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. her name was featured on the broadcast, and then she took a screenshot of it. Like, she couldn't believe her name was being mentioned on the broadcast. And, <laughs> as, soon as, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the that's lady what... I met on the visit. And I just... <laughs> Again, that's, it's just yeah. this extension of like how it can important make it someone yeah. feel. How right? important it is to yeah. them. Yes, exactly. It was so cool. And Dylan did spend a lot of time, so she was thrilled. Like well, it, was amazing, it made me so. think when you talk about Dylan and how Dylan played last season and, and how he's trying to get his rhythm this year. He's had some good yeah. moments, whatnot. Uh, we were talking about how sometimes, you know, rookies go through rookie orientation, and we had yeah. the development camp this summer. Do you feel like he had a, uh, a bit of a. What uh, would an influence on what Zach Benson has been able to do this year? Because you spoke to the rookie. Yes, we did. You took a picture with him. Yes, you're like, hey, did. you're from. He's uh, a BC boy from BC Chilliwack. boy yeah. and Chilliwack. You're like, hey, well, come and take a picture. Do you feel cool. like you have a you you had an influence on Zach Benson? Obviously, well, he's out now week to week with right. a lower body, but still made the team out of camp and everything that he's done. I mean, I, he wasn't even born when I played, but my. Po- <laughs> But I'm a little guy yeah. like him. You know, he's got a, a great bulldog. shot. He's got a great shot, yeah, I mean, which I liked, you know. And um, he seemed to be outgoing, energetic, uh, all those things that, and understand the game, which is what I liked uh, when I watched him play some of the yep. the games that he's played in. And, you know, he had unfortunately got injured. But, no, I, I just, I think, you know, because I took the picture and I sent it uh, back to t- uh, Tyler Kennedy, yep. uh, to Timmy Tim Kennedy. Kennedy yeah. And he said, I'll get it to the guys, you know, because yep. uh, I thought that was cool. So whatever. I mean, I'm sure, you know, my brother uh, who scouted said he had an older brother that that was drafted, I think, by Edmonton or one of those teams but didn't quite get there. Yep. But so their family, a hockey family, and their Carney family, which I thought was kind of funny, too. Yeah. You know, they're in carnivals yeah, uh, yeah. in the summertime, and he goes around to all these hockey schools in every city and gets an opportunity to, to skate. But, no, I think it's important. I said, how many Westerners, any BC boys here when we talked? Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And they came right up after, and uh, I wish him luck. I mean, he's he's young. He's He's got skill level. He's, I think he's, you know, he's got a great upside. A little tenacity. A little, in his a game. little, a little, a lot of tenacity. A little, in his little game. when he needs it. That's, that's what I'm saying. And he, you know, so last, last one for me uh, before we take a break and then continue on with our discussion about why we're here at Roswell Park today. And that'll happen after the break. Um, one player that I'm really curious to know your opinion on because your legacy was shooting pucks, shooting pucks, shooting pucks pucks and eventually like very quickly in the nhl you became a 50 goal scorer and i was looking back at your shot totals your shooting percentage the one year when you tied for the league lead you were at uh, about 20 percent that year Ooh. as far as uh, good success shooting. rate <laughs> one guy 
there's a lot of players that always it, it, people suggest, oh, if he would just shoot more, right? right. But you can't right. change players. Some are just playmakers, right? right? True. But Casey Middlestad has three goals already, and he's trending the right way from a shooting. Pr- he's yeah. actually, aside from Brandon Byro, who's two for two, well, good yeah. for him. Middlestad has the highest shooting percentage on the team, and I think we've often thought like. Middlestad has a really good shot, and Marty showed it last night in the pregame for his goal against Colorado. I'm wondering what you see in Casey and whether you can see him becoming more of a shooter once he sees the success that he's having with it. You know, it's interesting you say that because I've been up here, what, for four or five games, you know, Mm -hmm. watching him, and I'm going to head back south shortly. But my thing is, it's like I watch individuals and when they – and I remember watching Casey in the outdoor game against Canada in the snow up at uh, Rich Stadium. Yeah. And he had three assists, I believe, or four assists that game. And he was a playmaker. You could see he could do that. But when I see him up here and I see his shot selection and his speed and quickness, he's using his shot more. Like the goal last night was a beauty. I think, too, he's probably been the best player on the team as far as forwards go. Yep. Since the start of the year, I think there's a progression, as you said. I, you know, I, I just see his maturity level. I know last year he was starting to come around, and he's just taken it to another level. And I think, you know, the, you know, he's been, he's been awesome, and I hope it continues. Yeah, but he, he he's shooting better in, in shot selection, I think. Yes, uh, because I know he likes to dish a lot. Yeah. But, He's got a great shot. Yeah, like Thompson and Skinner have three times as many shots. Right. Yes. Yeah. Middle stat. He sex. He picks his shots. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Um, I mean, if you can be a twenty goal scorer on hundred shots, that's not bad. Or, or hundred and twenty <laughs> shots. Like, Easy math is about twenty percent. That's you know any gear I mean? level, right there. I mean, I'll take that yeah. any time. Well, Danny would have preferred two fifty to three hundred shots, but uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and eighty goals. And eighty goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As it is, he's uh, one of the greatest of all time in Sabres franchise history. A two-time fifty goal scorer, and of course, Thanks, boys. member of the uh, Rafters Club. Uh, Danny, oh, great and a to great see you. friends. This was, show. yeah, yeah. I you guys it. are. You guys are buds, but I, I tell you, this was great today at Roswell. Yeah. I mean, I just uh, overwhelmed a little bit by the people here and the staff and what mm-hmm. they do here and the volunteers yeah. that come out. Yeah, it's just great. And that, uh, thank you, you for that word. Volunteers yeah. don't get no, they don't. Enough. And, and, there, and there, there were some, so well, many quite a few here. of them that came up today to get pictures. Yeah, and yeah. whatever. But um, fantastic. Yeah. Safe All travels. Right. We'll see you soon. Thank you guys. There he is. Sabres Hall of Famer Danny Gare. We're back after this on Sabres Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.